becoming like us. Becoming like us. When we look at Jesus and the reason that He left heaven, He left to suffer in a lot of the ways that we do, in all the ways that we do. He came to suffer on our behalf. He left heaven to be like us so that He could be the perfect sacrifice on our behalf. He was tempted to show Himself perfect to show us how to be perfect in God's sight. He suffered the same things we suffered to be all that we needed Him to be for us. And that's what we're going to look at tonight. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 17. Therefore in all things He had to be made like His brethren that He might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Because He lived as we do, He truly understands all that we go through daily. There are some songs that I thought about and I forgot to, to mention them to Hugh or he might have led them. But He knows just what I need is one of them. Uh, we sang, does Jesus care? Obviously He does. And that pertains very well to our lesson tonight. Our Heavenly Father understands. Whenever we look to God, especially when we look to Christ, we know that He understands everything that we go through. Every temptation, every trial, every need. In this lesson tonight, we're going to look at how Jesus humbled Himself to atone for our sins. The first point in our lesson tonight is looking at how He was hurt to understand. He was hurt to understand our hurts and our needs. If we turn to Hebrews chapter 4 and begin with verse 15, Hebrews 4 Verse 15, it says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. He suffered to understand our pains and hurtings. Just think of the things that He went through while He was on earth. He suffered hunger. He suffered thirst. He suffered weariness. He suffered sorrow. He suffered rejection. He suffered physical pain and physical torture on our behalf in going to the cross. He suffered death. All of those things we go through and He has too. We've looked at the temptations of Jesus. He suffered the same temptations that we face. The lust of the flesh, 
the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, and yet he did not allow himself to give in to those temptations. Why? Why would Jesus go through all of these things? Well, to understand the things that we go through. Now, we, we think of Jesus and He was the Son of God. He could have come in any way that He wanted to. He could have come in royalty. He could have come on a golden chariot. He could have come in all the richest blessings. We could have seen Him as Lord even then. But He could not understand what we go through in our lives. He had to be humbled he had to be born into the lowly state that he was born into so that he could understand. And through his sufferings, he's able to provide aid to those who belong to him. Looking at Hebrews 2, beginning with verse 14. Hebrews 2, verses 14 through 18. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death that is the devil and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage for indeed he does not give aid to his angel but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham therefore in all things he had to be made like his brethren. That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. He can provide aid in anything that we face because He's been there. He suffered the same thing. He knows our needs, our griefs, our temptations. And whenever we need Him, we know that we can, can look to Him and He will provide for us. So we see that Jesus, He suffered the same hurtings, the same pains that we do so that he could understand what we're going through. We also understand that when Jesus left heaven, he came to be among us as mankind. He came to be among us to show us the way. Notice verses 5 and 6 of John 14. A very familiar passage to us, one that we use often. But in verse 5 it says that Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. And how can we know the way? Jesus replied with this answer. I am the way. I am the truth and the lie. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
How can they know the way? Jesus is the way. They knew Jesus. He came to be the way for us. In John chapter 1, it speaks of Jesus as the Word. And it says in John chapter 1 and beginning with verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of Him and cried out, saying, This was He of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for He was before me. And of His fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law has given through Moses, was given through Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. See, Jesus came to this earth and He became flesh. He became flesh to provide the law of grace. Grace would not be rendered to us had it not been for Him coming in the flesh. He became flesh to declare unto us the Father, allowing us to see His glory in His Son. We can't behold the Father. The glory and splendor is too much for us in this mortal life. Even looking at Moses... Even though he was in the presence of God, he could not look upon him. But as Jesus came and dwelt among us, in the flesh, we could see him. Even though we in this day and time can't see him physically speaking, we have his word. We see the, the accounts of people that did see him. We see all the things that He did, all the miracles that He performed, everything that He was able to do. We see the glory of His Father through Him. But He had to become flesh in order to show it to us. Jesus came to give us an example of how to live on earth. Even now we can look to Him as the perfect example. Notice what is said in 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2 and beginning with verse 21. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow His steps. who committed no sin. Nor was deceit found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. 
committed no sin. There was no deceit found in his mouth. Even though people reviled him, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten those with the same sufferings. But he committed himself to him who judges righteously, to God. He bore our sins in his own body on the tree. He suffered our punishment as he died on that cross. And having died to sin, we might live righteously. It's through his stripes that we are healed. It's through every beating and everything that he suffered that we are healed. He took on flesh so that he could take on our punishment so that we would not have to face the same thing. Jesus came as one of us to represent us. We read in 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 5 and 6. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 5 and 6. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men. The man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Have you ever thought about Christ coming so that He could be our mediator? There is but one God. There is but one mediator between God and men. And that mediator is Christ. Let's look for a moment at the qualifications of a mediator. Someone who is mediating between one party and another cannot be a part of the offense. And the second qualification of a mediator, he must equally represent both sides. Now let's think of this. God is the offended party. And why is God the offended party? Because we are the offending party. As we looked at this morning, we've all sinned. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. We have offended Him in doing so. And so seeing that there are sins come between us and God. We needed a mediator so that we can stand before God. When we look at Christ, when we look at, at what He did, whenever He came to this earth, whenever He became flesh, 
Whenever He lived as we do, whenever He suffered the same sufferings that we do, whenever He was tempted as we are tempted, and we see that, that He lived without sin, we see that Jesus is the only one that is qualified to be our mediator between man and God. He can truly represent both sides between God and man because He is God, because He dwelt in the flesh, because He became as man. He is the only one that can truly represent both sides. And again as we read in John chapter 14 and verse 6, we can only come to the Father through Christ. The way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. So as we look at this lesson, we learn that, that Jesus came to become like us. To become one of us. He came to suffer so that He could understand the things that we go through. He came to be among us to show us how to live in this life. Whenever we look at Jesus and, and the perfect life that He lived, we know how we are to live perfectly. We know how to walk in God's ways and only God's ways. And because He lived the same life that we live, He is able to represent us before God. He is able to serve as a mediator so that we can be in the presence of God. In this life, through studying His Word, and through prayer, and things of that nature, but even more importantly, so that we can be in the presence of God in eternity. What if Jesus hadn't come in the way that He did? We wouldn't have a mediator. We wouldn't have someone who understands everything that we go through. One of the blessings of being a Christian is that we can go to God. We can, can understand the things that Christ went through. We know how He dealt with them. So we know how to deal with them too. But had He not come in the way that He did, those things would not be. Where is your heart? Are you a Christian? Have you done those things to be obedient to the will of God? Faith, repentance, confession, baptism, for the remission of sins. And in so doing, we are able to come before the Father covered by the blood of Christ, seen as righteous in His, in his sight.
But we only know that blessing through Christ. And even if, if we have erred in some way, if we have turned away from the Father, if we've served our own desires or gone back into the pleasures of the world, we'd still have the ability to come back to repent, to ask for forgiveness, to ask for prayers. And we can be returned to the fold of God and His family. But if you're not a Christian, or if you're not a faithful Christian, if your heart is not right with God, why wait? Why wait until it's too late to come to Him? As we always do, we offer the opportunity if you're in need of responding to the Lord's invitation. We give you the opportunity as together we stand and as we sing.